All right. Well, we're back for another episode of Make It Happen with more Simplest Property are. Inspections. Um, Dwayne, you look a little bit different today. Yes. Yes. I am a little different today. Allergies or something. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what it is. A little bit of a change, a little bit of a change of pace here. Uh, Dwayne is actually out of town. Yes, so he is. I am filling in. Yes. And so we have an opportunity. Um, and for those of you who watch us, you, under, you know who Mac McKenzie is, essentially. He's obviously the guy that's been He's our producer, um, and you do see him on the camera as well at times um, in small clips throughout most podcasts, right? But yep, yep, yep. Dwayne being out of town, we wanted to go ahead and take the reins this week and um, talk about a few different things. Um, one, regarding kind of a new development we have go- coming out here um, called AccuWriter, a new software. And then we're going to tailor the second half of the conversation to talking about young professionals in business, me and Mackenzie both being younger guys in our industry. Um, what we found being probably some of the youngest guys in our industry, um, in probably, comparison to yeah. a lot of people and the peers that we work with, um, and just kind of give us some, give the listeners out there some insights into kind of what we've learned, um, being on this side of it mm-hmm. and, uh, just some advice. I think that's helpful for really, really any young professional looking up their game of business, um, coming directly from our experiences. And so, right. uh, Mackenzie, how are we doing? Um, you have a good, ready for the weekend or what's going on? Yeah, I think, uh, I'm doing pretty well. Uh, a lot of things are moving on and, uh, we're going towards kind of a better direction with AccuWriter. I know we've been kind of sprinkling little informations here and there in each episode and it's, uh, it's a new venture. I think, um, it's been what? It's been a process. I mean, it's it's, I think process. we started, started de- the development process, at least the, um, I don't know, the R&D phase, I guess, so yeah. to speak, or just, that was over a year ago, I want to say. Yeah. Right? Like when that first first step in the whole direction began, and now we're right. coming to a point where I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, within this upcoming quarter, um, AccuWriter is going to be- Should be. Should be out and available um, internally. At yeah, first. towards towards the end of the quarter, it's going to come out, um, hopefully November, that's our cross fingers launch. Yep. Um, I'm stacking up promos and stuff like that for right now and just getting the pre-orders ready and email lists and all that and trying to get it. Getting where, yeah, getting where it needs to be to, to get ready to take off, which I think it will, which is pretty neat. And so for those of you who are questioning and shaking your head, or not shaking your head, but scratching your head, wondering, AccuWriter, what the hell are we talking about? <laughs> right. Um, essentially what this is, this is a, I'm going to let Mackenzie dive into further detail with it because he works a little bit closer on that side of things than I do. But AccuWriter is essentially a inspection software yep. um, that as a home inspector, what we utilize on a daily basis and what our franchise owners utilize on a daily basis is a software that's typically on your smart device mm-hmm. that has templates uploaded to it. Um, and it's a navigate, essentially how to navigate a home inspection from A to Z, from roof all the way down through the foundation of the right. home to the final report being released and everything right. in between. And so, um, Mackenzie, yeah. why did we even bother developing this app in the first place and what what's its purpose and just i mean it's a, it's a big venture that we that we decided to jump into and so why why are we even doing this to begin with yeah there's honestly a lot of different reasons um i think there is a lot of new softwares out and there's also legacy softwares out mm-hmm. don't want to name names obviously but um there's a understanding of and needing of in efficiency, right? I guess the last two, three years, people have been really trying to do a lot of things that are easier to their lives so they can spend more time with their families. I think mm-hmm. that's kind of the good thing that came out of 
COVID-19 was trying to spend more time with their families. Right. So I think Dwayne had a genius idea in trying to develop that because the software that we're using now works, but isn't efficient to what each inspector needs. And, uh, to keep a work-life balance. Like like we talk about on this podcast all the time, having a good work, work-life balance is important. Mm-hmm. Um, just having a balanced mindset is important in general, just to be, be being a business owner, being a franchise owner, being any startup company, tech company, anything like that, so. Yeah, that yeah. Uh, the balance aspect of it is a bit, one of the big, I think, uh, pain points that inspectors deal with on a regular basis yeah. because now, if you're not every inspector spends extra time on the reports, um, now they should, if they want it to be quality and what we focus on internally with our brand sure. is our guys finish their inspection and typically have to go home and wrap up the report. And that probably takes anywhere from, depending on the size of the home, from yeah. an extra 20 minutes to 45 minutes, an hour, maybe, hours, right? Maybe. And if you got a couple of inspections in a day, you can multiply that, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so what that does, that creates an area of need because someone's inspecting all day long mm-hmm. and then has to go home and continue to finish their work rather than being done on site right, um, right. accordingly and in a neat, efficient manner to where they could go home and just relax or done with work for the day. Right. right? Or at right. least they're there for maybe a support aspect if their clients are calling them rather Absolutely. than being drowned out for another two, three hours of work past right. this point. And so that's what this software essentially was, I think conceived out of is the mm-hmm. need for that. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's kind of the biggest complaint we probably hear internally uh, right. with, with our own inspectors within our brand, uh, which I don't blame them. I think that's a, a, a thing. And you, to your point of the last couple of years, having that time back right, um, is a, a big thing that people are pushing for. And that's what we want to give to um, our franchisees and our inspectors. Exactly. I think a big portion of what AccuRider really standed, is standing for is to give that work-life balance back to people out there, home inspectors. Um, I mean, obviously every home inspector var- or inspection company varies and is different uh, in each state or in each place that you're at or location. Um, obviously that's why we want a franchise too, is to kind of expand our brand and kind of expand our, um, what's our, reach. For? our reach, our, I, I don't want to say core values. It's not really core values, but our, um, what's it, what's it? Uh, ability to transfer our way of work to other people. Mm-hmm. I think adding AccuRider to that kind of revolves around a big circle, right? So everything stays in the circle and is efficient the way we want. Mm-hmm. Um, that also plays a part in it in making sure that things are efficient uh, with our company so we're not outsourcing anything else too. Uh, which is important. Yeah, because a- as we grow as the Morrison Plus Property Inspections brand, right? Um, as we grow, AccuRider grows with us, right? right, we're, right. We're, we're in multiple different, in, we're in all the same industry, but we're in different segments of it. And so by one growing, the rest of them kind of follow and they all tag along exactly. and correspond with each other very nicely and play right. well nicely together. Right. Same with Bugnex too. Yeah. Shout out to Bugnex. I think yeah. we'll probably have some clips um, for that being brought up here in the next couple shows. Um, but regarding, I know you mentioned legacy softwares. Mm-hmm. And so what do you think the biggest pain point of these legacy softwares are? I know we already mentioned time, right? Mm-hmm. Of the time consumption. What else about these legacy softwares do you think hinder an inspector's ability to be efficient? I think the 
uh, there's a saying with like Apple and Android, right? There's just Apple sexy and the efficiency of learning how to navigate through your companion app or a desktop version mm -hmm. and having everything be one click at one time. And then you, everything simultaneous in, in a way you can take an order, um, in a way you can have metrics for your business and doing all that. Dwayne and Dwayne and I didn't really think that any of these so softwares was doing that right so I think a big pain point for that is for legacy softwares anyway is the lack of updating to be synonymous with what technology is going towards yeah I think that's a I, I think, think that's that... a big pain point for a lot of people not not even just us but every everywhere in general again, with how COVID is, with how people are going remote, mm -hmm. with how people are using laptops and videos and video casting, Zoom, Google Meets, all that more and more and more is that we're learning that technology is going to be the new new kind of wave in taking out manual operations in the next, what, ten, five to 10 years. Yeah, and I think what you put, what, what you said there, I think was, was put very nicely. And everyone's dealt with an outdated software before, mm -hmm. uh, whether that be if you ever... Go on to Internet Explorer rather than using Google Chrome, right? Yeah. Or, or or Safari, right? Yeah. Everyone's used outdated softwares, outdated plat platforms before, and everyone's used really high-functioning, high-level technology software right. and things of that nature as well, too. And if you, have, if you don't even realize it, the phones that you're on yeah. are showing you exactly. I mean, a five-year-old can navigate an iPhone, right? right. You hand it, to him for, hand it to him for a day or two, all of a sudden they're an expert, which is right. a, another whole other story, but regardless... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It just shows the simplicity of it and the ability to navigate super easily. And one of the biggest barriers for new inspectors out there, uh, if you're a new inspector listening, I think this is a, a good point to be heard, is when you are starting out, you get no direction in terms of, okay, I have my license, I have my certifications, what do I do next? Oh, mm -hmm. I have to download a software, do inspections. Okay, which software is the best? Right. I'm going to pick up, pick whatever pops up first on Google. Yeah. Um, because it's been around for 20 years and I'm just going to roll with it. But as soon as you get onto yeah. the, these legacy platforms, what you'll find is the difficulty to navigate them properly rather than it being such a simple breakdown. Like when you open up an Apple phone, right? Mm -hmm. Um, you got to go through two or three extra tabs to get to your location versus just opening up one click at a time. Right. There's the simplicity aspect of it plays a huge part, especially when you're on the field and it's a brand new inspector too. Yeah. We've had issues with legacy software is crashing on us right yeah, because the quite a few times because yeah. the bugs or the the lack of updating or lack of right. uh, modern technology used with them where now all of a sudden you got a a, a, a grumpy customer because <laughs> your entire report just got deleted off your phone halfway through the that, inspection or at the end of the inspection or that can't even happen. worse you get home and it's not there For anymore sure. right and right. so this accurator software uh is going to eliminate all of that and put the power and give the power back to you as a new inspector yes to be able to go out there with confidence knowing how to navigate an easy platform right that still produces higher level results than these old legacy ones i think is um, the name of the game there which i think mac i think we want to clip in uh just a quick little promo video yeah we can um, definitely do that and so uh check out this quick little promo video uh let us know what you think and then we'll be right back
All right, so uh, that promo video is pretty sweet. I yeah. think I know you've been working on that, Mac. Um, I know we got a lot more to come, um, and it's going to be pretty visible out there for those in the inspection industry. You should be Absolutely. seeing a lot from us coming in the next couple months here, which you is will. super yeah, exciting. That, that was a short little clip. Obviously, it's a 15-second thing. I don't want to show too much because we're not officially launching until later, and we're not going to be uh, launching pre-orders until later. Mm -hmm. And obviously, this is kind of the first time talking about AccuRider and the software. Um which is exciting, which is super, super exciting. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I know we're not going to talk about Accurate this entire podcast, but yeah. I do have a couple more questions for you yeah, regarding right. the software and kind of our mindset developing it. Who was a part or who was the, kind of the main focus of the development? Obviously, our focus is inspectors, right? And right. so who did we work with directly to put this software together? Because, and the reason I'm asking this question is a lot of softwares out there are just built by engineers sure yeah. who don't actually have tangible experience in the field they, all they know they know how to code and do the fancy mm -hmm. stuff that other people can't so they develop stuff monetize it but little do people know who are buying it that the software actually wasn't built by anybody in the industry right right so with that we we try to focus on making sure that the inspectors are getting taken care of um and we have 20 30 40 years of experience within our company um, luckily that we can kind of throw test things out and figure out what uh, these experienced and veterans and also new inspectors need um, having what three different personas with your brand new inspector that just got trained mm -hmm. and then you have your middle of the road guy that's been working for a couple of years has a few hundred inspections under his belt or her belt and uh, is obviously indated into a software with whatever company they they are and then you have your veteran guy that knows the code book like 10 the, plus years exactly the 10 plus years that knows the code book from in like their back of their hand and having the culmination of all those people being able to ask them questions and ask them what do they look for and what are their pain points with whatever software they're using um, and it also helps that we're franchising as well because we get different types of people um, around the state of California or Nevada or Utah now. So we get asked those questions and then we get to uh, come back to our developing team. And we like to say that our software is built by inspectors for inspectors, but it also our new kind of tagline is uh, designed for mobile, built for business. Mm -hmm. Right. So the essence of the app is supposed to be a business oriented home inspection software that is ready to go right when you get it so that's, yeah that's yeah i think it's a, it's important to note that the software wasn't developed in a vacuum of just you and Dwayne sitting down together or just two no, two or no, three people sitting down no. together and only hashing out the pain points that these individuals have exactly with their all same level of experience right, right, right. which someone might the first instinct probably for a lot of people during this process would be let me grab every 10 plus year veteran guy that I know yeah. and only get their opinions, right? right? But what happens is like you said, there, we, there's other personas out there. And mm -hmm. so by touching on the brand new guy, whose issues are gonna be way different than the 10 plus year guy and also hitting the middle of the road guy's opinions right. too, I think is vastly important for getting a getting a software that encompasses all the different pain points from right. all different backgrounds to people with Absolutely. varying levels of knowledge as well. Yeah, and that's, so, that's extremely important. Um, also, being able to understand those three personas is important, I think, mm -hmm. uh, just for everywhere, 
whether regards to business or not or anything you should be able to do research like like chase said earlier we've been doing r d for more than or probably a year and a half to almost mm -hmm. two years there was probably a year of discovery process of trying to figure out what we want and what everybody yeah, else game wants, planning, right? right and game plan yeah exactly game planning and understanding what other people want and what these other softwares are doing as well so yeah for sure and so uh the last question i got for you mac which um not as a serious question but uh what are you most excited about regarding the features and capabilities that this uh the software is going to provide mm, that's a interesting question that's difficult because i'm excited for everything because i've been obviously part of the whole journey mm -hmm. um or what's one feature i guess maybe that uh is going to stand out to you that you really are excited to have available i think the ability to write your report completely at an inspection i know i know these software other softwares claim that but we are we have developed a huge library of narratives that coincide with the ashy codes mm -hmm. and the way of inspecting so that i think is the most exciting part is that people are going to get the app and be able to have a template and be able to click through comments mm -hmm. and not even have to craft any comments I, I don't know how other people work but mm -hmm. in our company a lot of guys have to craft comments and we've built a, a huge library library of templates to do that um and that kind of little secret there but yeah 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 well <laughs> yeah. that that's that's i don't want to say too much more yeah, yeah, on we, that we, we yeah, won't yeah. dive too much yeah, further yeah, into yeah. it but uh there's a lot of advantages to i think the software that as they come out there's going to be a multitude of opportunities for someone to get into it and utilize it 100 at different levels too right right yeah, it's how it's much cu it's customizable it's customizable sure. based off the features that you really want that resonate with you and your right. working style and so that's a big right. piece to remember but uh um, we'll wrap it up in terms of accurate talk. Yeah. Uh, that's just a big piece that we've been excited about that we're going to continue to, I think, highlight, um, and, uh, continue to walk the line or walk yeah. the dog with it, um, Absolutely. until we launch it and then start, um, taking in those orders and yeah. giving some training and customer service to people coming on board with us with that. It's going to so be exciting. It's going to be good stuff. But the second half of this podcast, I want to focus a little bit about something that I think me and Mackenzie resonate with quite a bit being, younger guys in the industry that we work in and regardless of industry um us specifically our peers typically the youngest people we run across are in their 30s i would say um and us being a little bit younger than them i wanted we want to talk about young professionals in business and yeah. maybe some of the insight and experience that we've had so far that we think can um, resonate with others in our mm -hmm. similar shoes or maybe people still in school looking to exit into a career opportunity or even those even maybe even a year or two older than us that are still trying to sort out trying what their opportunities are for their life right right and so mac for you looking back in terms of going to school getting a degree carrying that over into a professional career now a, a legit career opportunity i'm not right. talking right. a minimum wage type of job like right. something you could really have longevity with what are some things that you would advise someone to look for uh, within an employer if someone is going the w2 type of route okay to look for within a company hmm i think a big uh a big thing to look for is obviously culture within the company mm -hmm. and making sure you fit in and your ability 
to be molded and your ability to be molded to bring value to the company mm -hmm. right so i an, an essence of that is that you can show dedication hard work and be a good value if you're a grinder mm -hmm. yeah um, I, talent obviously plays a little bit of part of in what you do in anything but hard work in and out of college can display more than talent i, I, I would agree 100 percent. honestly like obviously college is a big thing and getting your education is important um but it's just the basics and the basis of what you're going to do when you leave college, right? Because mm -hmm. you can't teach experience. Yeah, I think that's a, a big piece uh, and a great point to make. And I know for me, I think I like the culture aspect of it, right? Mm. You got to be able to fit in with the people that you're working with Absolutely. and enjoy working with them and what they stand for in their business, right. right? If you're going out for job interviews or you're chatting with different employment opportunities, uh, you got to make sure that you resonate with them because mm -hmm. otherwise if you're not you're gonna be on two different wavelengths which is only going to cause issues down the road you might deal right. with it for now but over time as you get more mature and you start growing into your role yeah it's going to start popping up more often and you're going to wish you maybe chose otherwise right and, um, and and also the kids that are coming out of college need to do research on the companies that they mm -hmm. work for right because they they automatically think oh if they're like in finances or morgan stanley or, or working mm -hmm. for a big big financial company and you don't do any research you just want to work there because of the name, how do you know? You might not like it. You mm -hmm. might not like the people that you're working with. You might not like your job in general. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's, it's really important to do research on what you want to do. Um, cause sometimes you exit college with a specific major and a specific idea in your mind, and then you work for something completely different. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's very true. Um, I know another piece for me regarding opportunities, um, within, within a career, is the progression aspect of your job yeah. and, and of your of your role in, within a business. Uh, there's, I was listening to another podcast, um, the Bigger Pockets podcast, which mm -hmm. real estate investing, right? And they talk about this natural, innate human desire for progression. Yeah. And human beings by nature chase the feeling of progression Absolutely. and getting better at what they're doing, rising and maybe status within the, within the, within the position or company, right? Mm -hmm. Or whatever progression means to you, you typically find yourself chasing it subliminally without even realizing it. And so knowing that your role has opportunities to advance um, is a big piece for sure. Um, it'd be a shame to get stuck somewhere where you're kind of capped. I mean, listen, if you're not an entrepreneur, there's a cap, there's always, there, a, cap. There's always a cap, yeah. but there's other, there's certain roles that the cap is a whole lot higher than others, right? And so be aware of that when looking at opportunities for yourself. And like you said, talking about college, uh, one of the points I had here was living reality. Mm. You're, if you're young to a new industry, uh, to a new company, to a new role, maybe, uh, and just job description in general, you got to live in reality because the people you're likely going to be working with are going to have preconceived notions about you being new to your job, being True. young. Right. You're going to, you, me and Mackenzie work in a very different working environment. I think most because, of we have a fairly small team, yeah. um, and a fairly close relationship type of team. Uh, but if you're working for a larger employer with a number of coworkers, right? You're going to deal with people that have been there for 10 years, 15, 20 years ahead of you. Most likely, yeah. You're going to deal with people that have that are at the same level as you and everywhere in between. And so you're going to be looked at as the new guy. Yeah. And so when you're looking at the new guy, you need to essentially prove yourself to not be the young and dumb person, right? right. You got to go above and beyond what is asked of you to avoid those notions and 
just prove otherwise, I mm-hmm. guess, at the end of the day. And like you said, college isn't going to teach you everything. Mm-hmm. Granted, I mean, I'll be honest with you, college in a lot of ways, um, depending on the degree, maybe even unnecessary um, at um, times, right? Yeah. Depending on yeah, the role maybe. and kind of what you're looking to do. But regardless, realize it's just a stepping stone and it's an opportunity for yourself that hopefully you applied yourself in school. Right, right. right, right. And you learned a few things while you're at it. And more importantly, outside of just your grades and information being taught, but you learned how to problem solve how to be creative, things of that nature, this kind of more intangible type right. of feelings that don't really attach to a grade necessarily. Um, but all that plays a big part in it because you got to be willing to step outside of your your area of expertise, so to say, when filling a new role. Right. I, I think the live in reality thing kind of resonates pretty well. Um, I know Chase and I had a conversation probably, I don't know, probably a couple months ago about think looking at the successful people that are five eight years older than us mm-hmm. right they're like 30 32 33 and they're doing really really well because we we do marketing for morrison as well so we get to meet all these realtors and have build relationships with these realtors and it, it's insane to have the mindset that we have now and saying we want to be there we want to be like those 33 year olds at our age now so Understanding that and then coming back and coming back to reality saying, wait, we've only been out of college for two years. You know what I mean? And thinking, oh, we still have a lot of time to build upon those basic needs and build upon those experiences and get to get there quick, quicker, mm-hmm. I guess to say, because we, we want to be there now, right? Yeah. We, we, everybody we, wants you know that. I mean? We want that now, 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 now kind of feel, I guess that's with our generation, with instant gratification, with all the things that we get is how we are. But I think, uh, reeling it back a little bit sometimes and looking at reality for what it is and living in reality and just putting your head down and working is important. Yeah. The instant gratification piece of it, I think has spoiled a lot of, a lot of us, right? Yeah. Because we get everything at the touch of our fingertips tip in in reality of, of, of everything. Right. So when we don't get exactly what we want, when we want it, it becomes a pain in our side. Um, but understanding and stepping back that, Hey, that's not really, real life in a lot of ways. Um, and anything good takes time and takes very intentional action and intentional time to an effort to be, be put towards something that you're trying to achieve. Um, and I think at the end of the day, something that, that I kind of I, to boil everything down for myself and kind of where I come from in my mindset that I think is useful for other people to take home with would be, be the man or woman that people come to, to get it done and make it happen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you are undeniably the person who solves problems and is willing to go the extra step mm-hmm. and the extra mile, you're going to open up opportunities for yourself and you're going to find success. 100%. And whether that be with your current employer or a future employer or someone who's walking down the street and just happens to notice something about you, right? Right. The more you do things correctly and the more you put yourself out there and the more you, like I said, uh, become undeniable, so to speak, in terms of the level of character you provide. And yeah. work effort you put forth, you will see doors open for yourself. Oh yeah, I I think there's a big thing about being an organized person. Um, it definitely puts off an aura because people, can, a lot of people judge you by the book, by the cover of the book. Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. That's, that's that's real. And cool. if you look like you're put together and you exude an organized feeling and aura and, and manner, I think that's really important. Um, when it comes to living in reality, I guess. So yeah, yeah. Uh, carrying yourself with confidence too when you walk into yep. places. Um, you're not going to be the smartest guy in the room, most likely. No, right? I know well, I can't not. think that. <laughs> and 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 certainly, 
it's the more more people you're around, you're gonna yeah. find yourself not being the smartest guy in the room or the most or the most successful guy in the room. Yeah, uh, especially when you're younger as well too. Um, it's important, I think, to walk with confidence in yourself, mm-hmm. take ownership of your role, whatever that might be, be the best person you could be at that position, right. and then some. Also have some humility too. Yeah, ha- have, humility is a big piece of it too because you want to be able to open yourself, uh, open yourself up to learn from others. Right. Um, and if you shut yourself out and you think that you're the you're the bee's knees, I guess so to speak, right? Um, you're going you're going to lose the opportunity to learn from those that have been doing it longer than you, right. and have the opportunity to potentially mentor you, right. or provide guidance in areas that um, you otherwise had no idea about. I know that's one of the biggest things that I've learned over the last almost two years now would be the relationships you build are going to last a lifetime yeah. uh, when you're in business. And if you work that way and you kind of have the mentality of the more, re- more people you meet, the more relationships you build, the more positive interactions you have with others. Um, like I said, doors are going to open because people are going to be willing to share with you. And oftentimes when you are that person who steps up as a younger professional, mm-hmm older professionals who are more who are wiser than you and have more experience and success under their belt see that within you like you mentioned kind of your or and organization right and everything in between and they're willing to work with you and they're willing to i think put forth extra effort and pour themselves into you to continue to help your development 100 i think i think that's true to the fullest so yeah and so uh i think there's just a couple of quick tips there and kind of um coming from our own experience of what we've been dealing with and working with a lot of individuals out there that are quite a bit older than us um, in an industry. I mean, working in the franchise industry, uh, the average age of someone who I'm talking on the phone with that's looking to buy a franchise is probably in their 40s. Probably. Um, yeah, if not, 40s. maybe even in their 50s. Yeah. To be honest with you, I talked to a lot of older older individuals, not older individuals, but older than me, I should say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, people that are just more, more mature and have gone through different seasons of life, right? Absolutely. Right. Um, right. And so... You gotta have your stuff together when you're talking to these. A little bit, otherwise, because they, because I don't know. I think speaking to those guys that are trying to buy a franchise that have liquid capital, that's they're trying to start a new life, whether it's an investor Mm -hmm. or whether it's somebody that's just changing careers. They have a lot of experience, obviously, because we're 24, 25 years old, so we don't have that innate ability to judge. Uh, not a good thing to judge, but to read, I guess that's the right yeah. way to say it. read people immediately. Right. So it's, it's, it's important to understand how you're speaking. It's important to understand that you have to have a little bit of humility. You have to, if you're walking, if you have the mindset of walking into a room and you think that everybody knows you, that's wrong. You should walk into a room and meet every single person, shake every single person's hand, making sure they know who you are. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know that person, you're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. That goes with sales. That goes with anything. Uh, being a personal, personable person, being an entrepreneur, being able to do things outside of your comfort zone, you have to do that. So Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty amazing when you put yourself in other situations you never thought you'd be in and the amount right. of personal growth and development you could achieve from that. Right. Um, is something that I don't think can be highlighted enough because you're kind of in a bubble when you're in school. Oh, yeah. um, you you have even if you go to a giant university, you're still in a bubble. You're in your fraternity, or you're in your right. sports teams, or you're in your classes, and you have your friend groups. Right. You rarely step outside of your comfort zone when you're in that kind of environment. Mm-hmm. Now, let's pick you up and drop you off into a business networking mixer <laughs> yeah. with. 
50, 60, 100 other individuals coming from all different backgrounds um, who have been doing it for much longer than you, you're now the small fish mm-hmm. in the large pond, right? And you need to be able to realize that and understand that the only way you get to the level you want to get to is by putting yourself out there. 100%. Um, and, uh, and taking those uncomfortable steps for yourself of personal development, which um, I think can't ever be highlighted enough. And so... Unless you got any kind of final notes to wrap up, Mac, I think um, we could call it a day here and uh, looking forward to the next episode. Yeah. Very good. Well, hey, really quickly, um, I want to remind all the listeners and viewers out there to like and subscribe, hit that notifications button, uh, share it with your friends and family, other people that you think would benefit from this. Uh, I'm always willing to chat with people that are either interested in franchising, home inspections. Mac's obviously willing to talk about AccuRider um, till the cows come home. Um, and our phone number is 866-881-5027 or visit morrisonplusfranchise.com for more information about us and our brand. Uh, happy to connect with you. Happy to share some more insight and uh, really just get to know you and have a conversation. So cool. uh, looking forward to this next week's episode. Um, but until then, everybody stay safe and uh, stay cool.